Hey everyone, you're tuned in to Unfiltered Black Hottie, a podcast about whatever the F I want. Join me, T. Sharon, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for conversations about everything from true crime to conspiracies to social media bullshit, everything black, and a whole lot more from an unfiltered black hotties perspective. Enjoy your earful and catch up with us on our social media platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Unfiltered Black Hottie, Twitter, You Black Hottie. Join the conversation on Facebook at Unfiltered Black Hottie Podcast. You can listen to the show on your favorite places to listen to podcasts, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Get all this info and everything else you could possibly need about the show at www.ublackhottie.com, including ways to support the show like Patreon or Buy Me a Chai. Unfiltered Black Hottie welcomes everyone, but isn't for everyone. Some topics may be sensitive or triggering to certain listeners. Most episodes do have curse words sprinkled throughout. That's your warning. Now let's get to it. Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Black Hottie. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that y'all back here. So uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, Okay, so I actually had a different episode I wanted to do today. I wanted to talk about, um, I know if you guys, you guys have been on any social media You've seen like this whole black soft girl movement. I wanted to jump into that and talk about that. Uh, once I started doing research on this topic, it was a lot more to it than what I thought. I thought it would be a little, you know, 20, 30 minute episode. I talk about soft black girl, what it means, why we're, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's a lot deeper than that. And just, I would have just been scratching the surface. Um, I'm a black woman and I... Do not like the the mantra or wait, it's not called a mantra. Uh, the title, <laughs> strong black woman. And I made a Facebook post um in the group a couple days ago asking how do people feel when they're called a strong black woman? And this soft black girl thing will take you down a rabbit hole. Uh you go into the reasons why we aren't already you know living in our softness why we are not in touch with that feminine side that soft side we talk about um just a lot of things that black women go through and they always have gone through and they probably you know unless collectively we change things that we'll probably always go through so soft black girl would not have been a real quick uh 30 minute episode it would have been a really long episode then when i got a lot of feedback on that uh, question I asked on Facebook about being a strong black woman. I, I thought about uh, making that a very interactive episode where, well, not interactive, an episode where I got a lot of feedback from my listeners. So um, I don't know if you guys 
listen on Spotify or Anchor or whatever. But if there's a, a opportunity for you to leave me a voicemail, I just want you to leave me a voicemail and let me know how you feel about being called a strong black woman. Is that something that's offensive to you? Do you like uh being called a strong black woman? Is that some type of badge of honor for you? Um, I want to know how you guys feel about the soft girl, the soft black girl movement. Is that a lot of people think that that means just lazy, <laughs> but I take that does not is not what the hell it means at all. Like, I just want to know how you guys feel about that. I'm going to be asking a couple more questions into the Facebook group. So make sure you guys join the Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes because I just want to get a lot of people's feedback on this. So if there are also, if there's any uh, women podcasters or men podcasters that want to, you know, have a conversation about this soft black girl movement and why black women are traditionally are not soft, you know, um, I would love to have you. Anybody that's not camera shy, that has an opinion about it, that wants to do more than leave a voicemail, I am very welcoming. All you have to do is have the um, Anchor app and we could discuss it and create an episode together i really that i really got interested in that when i was listening to that and i you know was diving into the soft girl era it became more about uh being a strong black woman transitioning to a soft girl or a soft woman and it was just really deep and it kind of was parts i cried i was like oh my god what is wrong with my life but yeah so if anybody wanted to jump in and chime in and give me their thoughts about that. I would greatly appreciate it. That said, we're just going to talk about morning routines and the friend zone fairyland today. So let's jump right into it. All right. So some people are not morning folks. I am one of them. I mean, I get up early in the morning, but I don't get up early, early. Like some people, like, I think I just wake up when my body tells me to wake up at this point, which, uh, my body, sometimes you want to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I don't know what part of my body that is. This is not the club body. <laughs> but anyway, so like I said, because I'm not an early morning person, a morning routine is absolutely necessary for me. There was a couple days last week where I was really off, off. And part of my morning routine is making up my bed. And I didn't do that. Not one of those days. So my... I was just off. So once I got back into the swing of things, got back into my morning routine, it was like things started to align up and I didn't feel as overwhelmed or as stressed out throughout the day as I had been when I was totally skipping parts of my morning routine or just totally skipping it, waking up and going. So what we're going to talk about is some things that some components that a morning routine needs to have to be successful. And this obviously is just my opinion. We're going to talk about um, why a morning routine is important. And also, I'm going to get a little personal and talk about my morning routine. And that's, you know, for the first part of the episode. In the second part, when we talk about the friend zone, we're just basically going to talk about how the friend zone is bullshit. <laughs> so back to morning routines. Now, if you really think about it, if you don't make some type of plan or plan your day or at least know what you're doing in the morning when you wake up, your day is just going to be full of reactions. If you get hungry, you're going to react and go to the grocery store. If you get a phone call about doing this or that, 
you're going to react and handle that. If you get a flat tire or whatever happens to you throughout the day, you're just going to react to it. Your day is a series of reactions unless you actually plan it and you take control of your day. And in order to take control of your day, you know what I'm saying? You got to know what's going on. You have to grab your fucking day by the balls and run your day or your day will run you. So before I jump into the morning routine, I do want to say to me, in my opinion, a good morning routine starts at night. Um, I like to think that I want to wake up and make my morning routine easy. So if I got to work out first thing in the morning, I'm going to have my workout clothes right next to me. It starts at night to me. If you plan or prepare the night before the whole morning routine to just go by so smooth, you know, if you want to work out first thing in the morning and you need some water right next to you, have you an extra water bottle right there ready and ready to go so you can pop the seal on it, drink your water, work out. You know what I'm saying? Make it easy for you. If you, I like to make a to-do list the night before. Uh, if I have any appointments or I have any uh, anything that's important, I write it down on my to-do list so I know I'm going to get it down. To me, in my head, when I write something down and I say it out loud, it becomes real. So if I write down that I need to go get King Tut some uh, food, I'm going to remember that. Rather, if I just think about that shit, let me go get this damn dog some food. But if I actually put it on my to-do list, I'm going to get that shit done. So a good morning routine starts at night. Some of the things that... um. I read an article about the Miracle Morning. I think that's what it was called. It was about a morning routine. And in this article I read, the guy stated that there are certain things that every morning routine needs in order to uh, work and to be foolproof. And now you take what you need from it. And if something that you don't need, just keep it pushing. So the first thing that I read a morning routine needs, and this is something that I actually incorporate into my morning routine, is silence. When my alarm goes off, uh, I think that's the perfect time to kind of just lay there and relax. Maybe sometimes I'll get my mat out and I meditate. So that's the first thing that I think that's what I take silence to mean. Uh, when you meditate, it's like you calm yourself and collect your thoughts and you block out any distractions and you focus on your breathing and you set the tone for your day. You kind of set an intention for the day, whether you want to be productive, whether you want to be motivated, whether you want to be cheerful for the full entire day, that calm and that, all right, this day is starting. Let me get my shit together. That little five minute meditation that you do in the morning is more powerful than you think. And science has proven that. Um, another thing that I think is important to have as a part of your morning routine, which I also have as a part of my morning routine, it's part of my, uh, daily life are affirmations. I recently got into them. Um, and I recently started including them into my morning routine on my computer. For example, the background is always an affirmation right now. It says I am. I love this new abundant life that I am creating for myself. That's what it says on my computer right now. And every so often I'll change it on my screensaver on my phone. There's an affirmation. I, I get these texts from this uh, group I'm a part of called Selfish Babe. And I get daily affirmations. So they pop up on my watch 
well, they, like, they text to me. So, you know, they pop up on my watch and I read them and I kind of say those out loud. And again, when I speak something into the world, it becomes real. And I think from my lips to God's ears. So if I am loving this create this new abundant life that I'm creating, you know, I'm the co-creator of this life. So if I speak that and the universe hear it or the most high hear it, they're going to know, okay, she's trying to create an abundant life. Let me put a little razzle dazzle on that shit. <laughs> so um you control your day uh with affirmations you set the tone for your day you're in charge when you say affirmations um one of the next thing was exercise um actually the next one was vis- visualization so i take that as to mean uh you visualize how you your day gonna go you kind of take a couple minutes maybe while you're in the shower or before you start working out to kind of, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to come home. I got to run by the library. I got to run by the post office, blah, blah, blah. You kind of visualize your day as you go on. Now, that's not something I necessarily do. I think I mix that in with meditation. I kind of sit there and relax and see what's going on in my head, blah, blah, blah. Another thing that should be a part of your morning routine is some form of exercise. Whether that's just you taking a walk or you doing your full out (laughs) H-I-T-T exercise in the morning. Um, It sucks. And I really don't think I need to get into why exercising sucks. But um, I feel good after I exercise. After I exercise and I complete the actual, you know, routine or whatever, I feel like, all right, let me knock the rest of this day out. That it makes it feel like that was the worst and hardest part of my day. And then when I got that shit knocked out, I feel a lot better about my day. Um, reading should be a part of your morning routine, not scrolling, because you actually shouldn't fuck with your phone for like an hour after you uh, you know what I mean, you get up. You should leave your phone alone. Cause if you grab your phone the first thing in the morning, your brain automatically just gets dumber. Like, not scrolling, but actual reading. And that can mean, you know, you're reading a chapter of a book, uh, reading 10 pages first thing in the morning. But uh, it could just be reading the Bible. You don't have to be the current book that you're on. It could be just reading the scripture. But something to put some meat on your brain. You know what I mean? Your best learning is done in the morning. Another thing that I feel like should be a part of your morning routine is like journaling or writing. Uh, this is really a misconception about journaling. People think it's like, uh, <laughs> dear diary today, I am going to beat this girl ass at work. It might be like that. And it can be like that. It's actually up to you. But when you journal, it's like a chance to be really open and transparent with yourself. Ask yourself them hard ass questions. Like, why do I keep fucking with Deontay? Knowing he don't mean me no good. You're going to tell the truth to yourself in that journal because it's dick good or because you're stupid and <laughs> you don't want nobody else. Or whatever the case may be, you're going to be honest with yourself when you're writing it down in your journal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Be transparent and be honest. That's how I feel about it. Like, when I journal, I be crying. I be talking about real shit that's going on in my life that I haven't probably told anybody it's just a chance for me to let everything out. And I think that's that's important in the morning because you again, everything that you do in the morning sets the tone for your day. It really does. So 
I've given you guys kind of the details of what components should make up a good morning routine. So let me go ahead and share mine. I've kind of been sharing it as we've been going along, but I want to be a little more detailed. So my morning routine starts like an hour before I actually get started for the day on most days. It just depends on what I have planned. But I at least give myself 30 to 45 minutes to uh, take care of what I need to take care of in the morning. So if I got an appointment at 9 o'clock and I got to be somewhere at 9, I'll probably get up at 7.30 and make sure I'm, you know, give myself enough time to get to wherever I'm going. But I give myself enough time to complete my morning routine. The first thing I do as soon as I shut my alarm off, I kind of meditate or give thanks. The first thing I do is, you know, kind of lay there for a second after the alarm goes off and just express gratitude because it makes me happier to think about the fact that I get to live one more day to do whatever. And I thank God for my blankets or my heat coming on or even my alarm clock, just things that other people don't have. That's one of the first things I do in the morning. Um, I do visualize and set an intention for the day, uh, kind of. Just making sure I know what's going on today. I be wanting to be in control of my day. Uh, I recently started doing like breath work. Just kind of something I'm recent. I'm just now getting into. So I think I'll talk about that later on. Like once I know more about it or whatever. The next thing I do is yoga. Now, whether I continue to work out and do more exercise, I always do yoga. I always stretch and do like a morning routine that kind of wakes your body up. And if you have, like sometimes I have, um, might be sore and I'll do like a stiff muscle routine. But most of the time I do the same morning yoga routine where I just kind of wake my body up. Um, on certain days I do certain workouts, like maybe mon- like Monday is always a leg day for me. So I get that out the out the way. If this is Monday, I'll do yoga. Then I'll jump into like the legs or whatever. If it's a arm day or a full body day, I'll do the yoga and then go into that and then do cardio. So that's how that works. Um, like I said, usually the night before, I always make a to-do list. So I have a to-do list already set up. So I don't have to do any writing as far as like making a list, but I do journal. Even if it's just even if it's just like a half a paragraph or talking about my dream, I write something down every morning. I don't care what it is. Even if I just wake up like I do not feel like doing this shit today, but I'm gonna knock it out because of blah blah blah. And I maybe just again express gratitude because it'd be people that didn't make it to that day. So I just like to express gratitude. Um, currently I'm reading a book, so I have on days that I didn't journal, I have read like five or six pages or at least a chapter in the morning. If the chapter is long, I maybe read like 10 pages of it, go back and read the next 10 later on or the next morning or something like that. But I've been doing that. I've been making that a part of my morning and it's been very productive. I feel like I've... I'm taking the stuff in in the book and I'm learning the lessons that need to be taught rather than just reading it to get it read, if that makes sense. So I also been journaling more because I've been reflecting on that book I've been reading. So it was, it's pretty interesting. So in the evening, I've been journaling about it 
or I've been journaling about, I'm sorry, I've been reading it in the evening. So I've been journaling about it first thing in the morning also. So that's been my little journal time, whether it's something that's personal or something about the book, something that I got to do that day. I write something down every morning. So after all that, I go to the kitchen and I um, start a pot of tea. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Once I start the pot of tea, I hop in the shower. And, and by the time I get out the shower, like the steam will be ready. And then I eat a couple slices of toast with grape jelly and the hot tea. And I get my day started. Whatever's the first thing that was on my to-do list, I start with that. Whether that's, you know, if I have a teeth whitening client coming that day, or if I plan on making some graphics for Unfiltered Black Hottie or any blog, or if I want to add some things to my website, whatever the first thing that's on my to-do list, if I'm off work that day, whatever the first thing that's on my to-do list, I knock that out. And that's how I control my day. Um, It works for me. I get a lot more done because I have a to-do list. I even have like a uh, cleaning routine. Like on Mondays, I clean the bathroom. So sometimes if it's a Monday, that might be the first thing that's on my, after I drink my tea and eat my toast. And if that's, you know, cleaning schedule, that might be the first thing on my to-do list that day. So I knock that out. It just depends. I think when I, like I told y'all, when I didn't, Followed the steps of my morning routine. My days was just like out of whack. Like I was crying about shit. I was getting emotional about things. And it was like, I didn't even have to do all that. So that's why I take pride in my morning routine. I make sure I get it done. It's important to me. I I handle it. Because if not, my day going to handle me. And I like to be strategic I like to be on top of things and I like to be more productive. When I have a routine going on, I'm a lot more productive. Um, I get shit done that I ain't even know, you know, oh shit, I got that done two days ago. Oh, okay, that's because I'm on top of shit. I'm on my motherfucking routine. So yeah, if you guys do not have a morning routine, create one and just start with little things like, you know, meditating in the morning or writing down your dream that you had last night or just every morning you know thinking about right saying out loud five things that you're grateful for small little things it's the little things that make a difference okay so the friend zone we hear about this friend zone all the time it's this dark scary black hole or some cold-hearted stuck up ice princess as heifer shoved you in and now it's up to you to fix her well her thought process i guess and find a way out of this dark hole right wrong okay listen dummies the friend zone is bullshit it's a fake made-up place for you to carry yourself to when your ego gets bruised and shit like that now before i get too deep into this topic like I say all the time, I can only ever speak from a woman's point of view. Uh, so everything is from my perspective. So in this episode, when I say he, I can possibly mean she too, because women are not exempt from putting themselves in this made up space called the friend zone. So, uh, but I'm only a hundred percent sure of my point of view, which is a woman's point of view. So, like I said, goofy women find themselves in these situations all the time. 
But when I say he, I'm just talking about because that's what I know about. So this episode, this part of the episode, we're gonna bust that friend zone myth and expose why it's definitely um not a real thing. And it's just made up to pacify men and women who experience rejection. It's it's not about no friendship, nothing. So how do you end up in the friend zone? I mean, especially if I'm sitting here saying and that's not real, but you can Google the shit, so it must be real. So you meet a dude or a girl, blah, blah, blah. You think you might, y'all cool, y'all kind of click or whatever. You think it might be a vibe, y'all hang out, go out. Then you really realize that's not what the fuck you want or that's not what you're trying to do. And you let them know you're not interested. Or they let you know that they're interested in taking things to another level, whether that's a sexual level, whether, rather, whether, <laughs> whether that's a sexual level, or you telling them you want to be like boyfriend, girlfriend, or you want to date a little more exclusively, you want them to only date you, blah, blah, blah. Now, <clears throat> that person doesn't return the feelings. They like, no, nah, that's not what I want to do. Or they just flat out tell you, this is not what I want to do. Let's just be friends. Okay. First of all, I fought the woman or the man in whatever scenario you living in for even saying, I just want to be friends. If you really don't want to be friends, that's where the bullshit happens. And the guy or the girl's head, they don't necessarily take that as rejection. It seems like it becomes a challenge. Like, oh, you just want to be friends because you ain't really seen how good I can love on you. Let me try a little bit harder. No. It means I don't want to fuck with you. That's not a challenge to change my mind or to show me that I made the wrong choice by not taking things to the next level. Like I said, whether that's having sex or being a boyfriend, girlfriend, couple. But that's not what it is at all. It's not a fucking challenge. That's where the wires get fucking crossed. And I blame myself because I've done that. And I'm sure men have done that too. <clears throat> I think women, we always want to take care of a guy. You know, like we want to nurture their feelings. So I think even if a dude is a straight up asshole to you, and you don't want to ever see him again for the rest of your life, you would rather say, let's just be friends than saying, hey, bitch, I don't want to see you again for the rest of my fucking life. Don't talk to me. Because we're women and we're, we just, it's in our blood, it's in our structure, it's in our makeup to just like be a nurturer and take care. So we would rather say that, say, I just want to be friends, knowing you don't want to be goddamn friends. We'd rather say that <clears throat> than say, don't talk to me no more because your breath is bad every time I see you. Knowing you don't want to be friends with this nigga. So it's like, like I said, even if we're a million percent not interested in anything at all, we try to break it off easily. Because I'm a woman, I know that I have been in situations where I where just give somebody my phone number just so they would leave me alone and i think saying that's another that's another episode about like fucking coercion and consent type shit but that i'm definitely gonna do in the future by the way but 
so many times we get put in situations. I know dudes who like went the fuck off on a girl or even got physical with a girl because they rejected them. So sometimes we do get put in situations where it's like, I just did that because I wanted him to stop talking to me. And you don't say, nigga, leave me the fuck alone. You say, I just want to be friends, which really fucking sucks. But like I said, that's another episode. So anyway, back to the fake ass friend zone. When you tell them, I just want to be friends, they really don't move on, right? They don't move on because they think that's not a rejection because you told them you wanted to be friends. So I fought both. I fought myself in those situations and the dude because I I made it clear I didn't want a relationship. Why are you still trying to make a relationship happen? It's a few reasons I think the friend zone is bullshit, and I want to explain those today. <clears throat> the first reason I think the friend zone is BS is because this air quote friend zone completely lowers or like devalues the concept or idea of a real friendship. Imagine being in your friend's head uh or like imagine being friends in your head with this guy and the only to find out he just want to fuck it was never about friendship at all you may not you may have been honest with him about certain things that you wouldn't have been honest with him about or opened up to things about that you may not have told him if you knew it was just about sex. If he just wanted to have sex, you might have been vulnerable. And it was just after pussy. In the episode about the four loves, I remember talking about filial love, which is the love of friends. And I was talking about how that is possibly the strongest type of love because it's one that we choose. And if this friend zone way of thinking is the way a person thinks, they obviously do not. <laughs> they... That just throws that type of love out the window. It's like you don't even value real friendship if you base friendship on what you're going to get from this woman by sleeping with them or by pretending to be their friend only to get something from them. That's so fucked up. It throws the whole, uh, when you want to have a real friend, like a fucking Winnie the Pooh and Piglet type ass friendship, it throws that whole level of friendship out the window because you don't even value it. It's just about the object or whatever you're trying to get in the end, whether that's sex or not. <clears throat> the second reason I think it's kind of bullshit, and I sort of touched on this earlier, but a romantic rejection is not equivalent or does not automatically mean friendship. That's why I also said, like, the person, in, in this case, the woman, us, we, we got to be clear. If we aren't interested even in friendship, which can be, like I said, dangerous as fuck. But again, that's a different episode. Let's just be friends. It's like a fucking compromise. It's like, okay, I'm not willing to be your boo. I'm not willing to give you no pussy. But let's just be friends. When you don't even have to do that. I don't want to be friends. You don't got to say, okay, I'm not going to give you this, but I'm going to give you that. I don't want to be friends. It's like asking a guy to settle. And if a guy or girl can build an entire friendship in their own head because they thought it was going to be a relationship, so they didn't build this up in their head, then you reject that, they going to feel like you own something. You know what I'm saying? The inspiration even for this episode came from a situation I had where <clears throat> I had kind of got, you know, I started chatting with this dude 
we um were texting a lot and then like one day we finally like linked up and hung out and it we went out to eat in the first my like as soon as we was together i was like yeah this is gonna be the last time we hang out and he um i don't think i said i just wanted to be friends right then but i think the second time we went out to eat i was like well you know i'm really not interested in anything like that i don't want to i don't want to date we could just be friends and that's what i told him so i feel like because i told him that we kept texting and then he had like a medical situation happen and i just in my good nature i wanted to do what a friend would do and i left like a little care package over to their house over to his house <clears throat> like just set it on the porch like he had got sick so i like put some sprite out there and like some cookies just being really friendly like i just it was like a bad situation where i was like god damn like let me I, you could have died so i was trying to be friendly and he texted me and he said like i've been like he said come get in the bed with me and cuddle or something like that and i'm like nigga <clears throat> i told you i didn't want anything other than a friendship and he was like well that was your choice i'm still gonna act however i want to act it was your choice not to be, you know, move forward. And I'm like, if it was my choice, why would you keep even pursuing anything like that? And I'm reaching. I really am. But that that was creepy to me. And like I said, I'm reaching. But, like, just think about if it wasn't a text message or if it wasn't, if it was something deeper than that. Just think about if that was sex with somebody. Oh, you gonna have sex with me anyway even though i said i didn't want to it's like i'm gonna pursue you anyway even though you said you were not interested 100 percent not interested i'm still gonna do it anyway um let me tell you about this wine real quick it came from aldi it's called pacific fruit vineyards the flavor is sweet peach i think it was like 3.99 y'all when i tell y'all i'ma listen to it It's so good. And it just like wets my whistle. But yeah, back to dude. Like I said, that is definitely reaching. But just imagine how you would feel if that was something more intimate than that. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do it anyway. I told you I didn't want to be friends, but you're going to continue to talk to me and try to flirt with me and tell me like come get in the bed with me come cuddle with me it was something like that he said I remember screenshotting it when I first decided I wanted to have a podcast because I knew that was gonna be something I wanted to talk about on the podcast but yeah and boy, it was crazy and he was like so ugly I was thinking like first of all I do not want to look at y'all like and it wasn't even about just his looks it was like on top of all this other stuff you also are not pleasing to the eye because i know i'm not well i am like the finest motherfucker on earth but you know they all know what i mean like it was like okay like i don't know <laughs> it was just not my cup of tea and i knew that from the first time we got together and he was like let me take you out again let me take you out again. i think we had like a horrible first date because of the restaurant or something like that it was something crazy I think they like end up like doing his 
frying something in the same grease as they did like seafood and he broke it was some reason i think that's what it was he broke out or it might have been the second time but it was some reason that we was like okay we got to try that again but i think um he like farted when i first got in the car with him when we was going to the place he farted and because he farted um i was like oh my god he ain't gonna say excuse me i don't wanna <laughs> it was something petty that made me think like oh, i ain't never going out with him again but then something serious happened to where i end up going out with him again but anyway like i said eventually i'm gonna do an episode about consent because guys really have no i feel like they don't have no concept or clue of what consent is at all if any man or woman you know listening to this want to chime in on that because uh you just totally not caring about what i say goes when it comes to me so i feel like guys just don't really understand the concept of consent and I, if it's anybody that want to jump on this podcast with me and talk about consent and what it is and what it's not and how people don't uh grasp the concept of consent jump in my dm and let's chat about it okay the third reason i think that the friend zone is like bs is because like what happened to even starting off as friends in the first fucking place it's like if you were serious about being my man what's wrong with being my friend fucking first that's how you know this shit was fake in the first goddamn place that's why you shouldn't you had no business dealing with the man because you knew it was fake he didn't even want to be interested in being friends so there you go say dodge the fucking bullet and then it's like the fourth reason i think that the friend zone is fake and it's bullshit and it's imaginary is because nobody with real intentions on building something solid will ever feel like you are owed anything you know what i'm saying i want to touch more on that in a consent episode but it's like she or he does not owe you their time in their life or to be in a relationship with you because if your intentions were genuine in the first place you wouldn't think that you just wanted to show this person love and hang out with them and get to know them and be around them you didn't have an agenda but when you have an agenda you feel like you're old because you didn't get what you thought you was gonna get out of this so that's why you feel like you owed something this wine is so good <laughs> the friend zone uh incels uh all those things are like under the same umbrella well i guess maybe not umbrella but like all that kind of ties into the nice guy syndrome to me and i think that even like the pickup artist which is something else i plan on talking about y'all when y'all tell you i have like such a long list of interesting topics that i want that like kind of all tie into each other we're gonna get there though we're gonna get there we only on season three i have some bazillion seasons left in me hopefully we'll be on a talk show talking about this shit one day <laughs> but i think all that shit falls under the nice guy syndrome umbrella i think it's all tied in together somehow how the bottom line the friend zone does not exist period people do not move on when they're rejected so they put themselves they voluntarily put themselves in this imaginary relationship purgatory and name it the friend zone and because you put yourself there 
you feel like you have to do stuff to continually prove that person made the wrong decision by putting you there when you really put your stupid ass self there yourself. You know what I'm saying? You were and are not the right choice. That's why they didn't choose you. So when they don't choose you, and when it's not going like you want it to go, you feel like you owe something because you already didn't set this shit up in your head. So it's your fault. And again, like I said, it's the woman or the man's fault for even lying to you, saying, I just want to be friends. When we had no intentions of being your goddamn friend. But it's not a place and it's not something you can get out. It's made up. If you learn and if everybody learned to appreciate friendships more, like if you learn or if we all learn to appreciate friendship more and value friendship, like I talked about in the Four Loves episode, we would lose this friend zone fairyland idea. You know what I'm saying? And step be in a reality that a friendship is actually an important part of a relationship, whether it's just a sexual relationship or you trying to build a real relationship and marry this person or, you know, have this person in your life for the long term. The friend zone is just another way for people, men and women, to refuse personal responsibility or blame for rejection. They don't want to accept the fact that they just don't like tall people and you're tall. Or you just fucking farted when I got in the car with you. And I don't like when people fart around me. Don't say excuse me. You won't take personal blame for that. It's like you have to prove that you're right. You know, like I'm in the wrong for rejecting you. I should be in the right and accept you. You know what I'm saying? No, lose that fucking mindset. Accept this personal, whatever it is that they don't want you. You got to accept that. Move the fuck on and stop putting yourself in a fucking, like I said, a rebound purgatory zone. If we understand and accept that rejection is final and absolute and not try to continue to persuade people to know the better us or the boyfriend version of us, the girlfriend version of us, we would really know and understand that the friend zone does not exist. And we would quit getting in these bullshit ass situationships with people and we would women be honest and we also if we understood we as a society men and women if we understood that that rejection is just a rejection you move on women wouldn't be scared to reject men i've been in i ain't gonna hold you i've had sex because i've been like oh my god he's not gonna stop i'm sure a lot of people have i'm sure a lot of women have I don't know if there's any men that have, but I'm sure there has. Because it's psychopath women out here too. But those situations would be a lot easier to deal with if people understood that, okay, this ain't for you, move on. But we live in a world where that does not happen. (sighs) Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. hope you learned a little bit. And I hope you don't put yourself or nobody else in the fake-ass friend zone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unfiltered Black Hottie. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, leave your girl a five-star review and brag on me just a little bit. 
feel free to send in episode suggestions, questions, comments, or concerns, or whatever you want to unfilteredblackhottie at gmail.com. For everything else, as always, check out www.ublackhottie.com.